money. Wasn't even, I would even say that was definitely not the man that I should have married. But reacting to certain things in life that I was dealt with and probably should have chose better and put myself in different situations, but now here we are. But I know that going forward, I still yes carry the baggage, um, but I appreciate a man who's like, okay, I see you for where you're at. I understand that you're still on your journey of growing and healing and all of that, which we all are at different phases of that. But when it comes down to it, how much value do you see in that person that you're saying I want to date? You don't have to be their psychologist. You just have to be their really support system. And I think sometimes that's, that's all that is even required. Mhm. Yeah. Well, um I guess I'll ask this question that just came in. It's a little I don't I may have to whoever uh, send it if they can add in a little bit more, but it just says to the panel when it comes to relationships, do you believe in monogamy or poly? Are you open to poly, basically? That's a good one. I was going to ask that earlier. Now, are you meeting poly for both the male and the female? So the male can have more than one wife or the female can have more than one husband? Or do you mean that just in the patriarchal version of the man can have more? Like, do they mean that for both sexes or do they just mean that towards the man? Well, I think you could ask... You could ask, get answer it however they didn't add that. So, however, you would. But state it when you answer it. Or give both examples, actually. Answer both. Let's answer both questions. The panel is that good. Okay. Um, I'll start off with I don't agree with it. I don't believe in it. Um, I believe it'll cause too much conflict, chaos. Um,. I believe a man is for a one man, one woman. Um, I believe in the dynamic. So you mean monogamous across the board then? Yeah. For both sides? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I think that people are playing with the poly idea just because they they almost have lost hope in perhaps finding their mate. I don't think people are just going to opt into poly just because. But that's just my, I may be wrong, but I really think it's just a lack of um, available males that are making women um, open up to other things. It's, I think it's like a lack of leadership that's a, that's making women like, well, fine, I guess he can have a, our, what I seen a girl post, like our couple has become a thruple. And it was just like, okay. <laughs> And it's always on, like, the male has needed to, you know, be outside of the situation. It wasn't enough for him. So the woman just go ahead and, you know, accept it, which is fine if that works for them. But for me, I don't think, I don't believe in it. I've only seen that happen during, if you're Islamic. And there's still rules to polyamics, like, to the poly group. So... I've only, I've only um, seen it <clears throat> happen in the Islamic tradition, whereas the man is allowed to have more than one wife with the permission from the main wife. And then the rule has always been that <clears throat> if you and your husband are, you and that man are married and he's been married and he's maintained you, your house, your children and such forth, 
he has to get permission from the main wife before he can bring in another wife. And if she agrees to it, then they kind of date that woman together. And then then that woman is brought in, whether it's to live in the same house or to live in a different house. But he has to be able to, this is only an Islamic that I know of, he has to be able to provide for each wife equally without missing a beat. That is something that you are trained to do. That is something you have to go in front of the imam, imam, and be able to get that permission. And then they have to judge and watch over the first marriage before you are before anything could be approved with the second marriage. Right now, today's society, if you're, to me personally speaking, if you are not a hard studier of the Islamic faith, stay away from polyamory because most people can't even can't even deal with their own life. How are you going to that you're going to marry somebody and then? I've heard of how it can work. I just don't know if they 
if it is something that I would be okay with, but I'm not necessarily saying that it's a horrible idea or way of life. So let me ask this to the two women that um, are for but are want to do it. That's a man that kind Look of trying to get his little team together. I'm joking. <laughs> no, no, really. no, meaning like it doesn't make sense. Either you're going to do it or you're going to participate in it or you don't. So I guess the question of what I'm trying to, I guess what we're trying to get down to is would you participate in that way of living or not? I would if it was going to benefit me and he's going to, we, we could eat. We and, could what, and whatever reason why. Whole household. The reason, but not. Well, I Go have ahead, children. I have children, right? I have two daughters. So I don't, I've been single like three years now. And I, we kind of are used to our little, you know, I don't know how to say it, but we're just used to each other. I don't know if I necessarily want to have a man in within our home every day so if he has to go and be with his other family it's not such a bad idea especially if he's in close proximity he's helping with the bills he's giving them an example of what a man is and nobody's getting tired of each other because he's rotating <laughs> everybody's if everybody's being safe everybody's you know getting checked out using condoms whatever you got to do i'm not i it's something that i could consider if you know, the benefits was going to be great. Of course, I'd bring my, you know, what I'm going to bring to the table as well. And it could possibly work. It's not something I'm, I'm against. Okay. And uh, so so you're saying you, you, you could participate in So I like that answer. I mean, not, not like the answer, but like that you <laughs> answered it. You know, what the true answer was. Yeah, I could. I could. Um, now, um, now, just to, just for my clarity, was that for a man having multiple, or a female having multiple, or both, or, or one or the other? Only uh, I can't see myself uh, having more than one man. That's like okay. that's like a like so, so the man having multiple women. Okay, okay. Yeah. Thank you for answering. Thank you. Don't be trying to get that resume. <laughs> no, 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 no. Right there. Let's play. No, no, no. I wanted the perspective. I wanted the true answer. That's all I wanted. Like, I want the wrong answer. You need many at the same time to say yes and no at the same time. That's what you're saying. I fought, but I didn't want to. No, 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 Any other guys want to comment? Any guys want to comment? <laughs> yeah, okay. There was another guy on the phone. What happened to him? Oh. I was going to be Um, especially if you got, like, uh, 
uh, uh, kids with somebody else, and it's it's a lot of it's a lot of people that double dipping and not saying stuff, and so I can't. To me, it's like I I, I can't necessarily say that I'm against it. Um, and for me, I think for me, I'm more so uh, probably a monogamous. It probably works out better for me um, for the affirmation reasons before about communication and us and uh, um, in my in, in my dealings with my ex-wife and women period or I mean I don't think that we've gotten to that point where um, both men and women we we got to get to a point where the uh, we could be we, we could be able to speak unapolog- unapologetically mm-hmm. um, and be truthful. You can't get in a in a um uh, in a polymorous relationship without being able to be completely transparent, and that comes from finances, that comes from emotions. There's so many levels to it, and because it's more sharing, and so you're sharing with people, and and for I, I've seen so many aspects of this thing where I know that it's a lot of men who ask for polygamous relationships, but how can you ask for a polygamous relationship but be the same guy that's asking 50-50? You can't do that. So it's like if, if, if you if you really want to be treated like this top dog, then you got to be able to provide for everything that comes with it. And that's what the Islamic State actually says. I think their thing is, I'm not Islamic, but I think their thing is you can have up to four wives if you are able to provide for each and every one of them equally. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> um, when you start talking about um, polymorphous so mm-hmm. it's like, it's one of them things of let's really be real here and say, okay, until I can be able to address situ- address things with myself first, then able to address things with a second person, how can I keep on addressing certain things, keep on building on this thing when I can't even be fully transparent with myself? Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's like... Good point, good point. A, a lot of people, it, I mean, it sounds good, but mm-hmm. let's really be real here. Like, who wants to be the entrepreneur? Who wants to be the uh, provider? Let's look at land. How much uh, space are we talking about? How many uh, properties are we talking about? What it Like, it's so much thought that comes into it. But, again, it's one of those things of people saying, oh, well, I like you. Oh, I like you, So, and you like me, so we should just do this and come up with these things in their head, but don't really think about the things that have to happen for these things to actually work. It's like gears. The gears, for them to be in motion, they have to connect at some point. Just because we're different, I mean, oh, I'm a gear, you're a gear, they have to connect for movement. So yeah. it's not, it's, it's going to be something that fails just like a monogamous relationship if you don't know how to connect the pieces. And I think that's what made my friend, uh, my homeboy's uh, father's relationship with his four wives. When they were back in Africa, that's exactly what he had. He provided for all of them. He took care of all his kids. 
she had land and multiple businesses. So those women, before they came to America, um, really experienced where, you know, they weren't, yeah, well, basically he provided that lifestyle, which made it more of a community where they're taking care of each other's kids. They're, you know, taking turns with the husband. They're doing all of that. So I agree with you 100%. It's, yeah, you can't say that it's going to be 50, 50 or whatever. You still have the cake and eat it too, basically. Or you could, if it works out for you. (laughs) A lot of people are okay with sharing because, like you said, they are sharing. So it's like, oh, I'm I'm the main one and then that's the side one. So together, you know, they're okay. And I think they're thinking sometimes that's Polly, like where he has a wife and then a girlfriend. And it's like, well, is that Polly? Because I know some people who are in that scenario where they're okay with being um, girlfriend due to the fact there's less responsibility on them. And they're okay with that. So, I don't know. I mean, if it works, it works, I guess. But, uh, so, but I got to chime in on that one. So they're only uh, okay with it because of what they can accept. You, it, it, um, it, it, it's what they accepting what they can get. So, if, if, if James Harden walks up to him right now and say, I want you, they'll end that. Built in that quick. If somebody is great, if somebody comes around um, and provides them a different opportunity, oh, they'll stop being the side chick. Really. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. So, that's so, it, so that's the thing about the unofficial aspect of it because it's it's basically playing. Um, I like to look at it like uh, uh, um, hide and go seek when, when everybody bubble gum, bubble gum in the dish. Yeah, everybody's just playing this game until they finish, and it's 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 one big game until something's made official and you actually have like you actually depend on this person's functionality, and this person's role in a community. That's what happens. People have roles and responsibilities, so you can't just get up from your role when it, when it's official. When you're a side chick, there's no real role but just playing. It's, oh, I'm a, you play your role until. Somebody else comes along and provides you with a different opportunity, and then the guy who's been secret—I mean, the guy who's been keeping you a secret—he's coming to you trying to fix his fix his thing. But if he can't fix it, he'll find it with somebody else that want to play secret. Mm-hmm. So that's why you really can't say it's poly, even though they're doing the functionality of it, but it's nothing official about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what do you guys think about? living communal even like amongst because we know what's going on in our in our situation as black people so what do you think about like say it's not poly but you're you're like bringing your people together creating a tribe creating like a um you know a network of people where it's like okay we all live in the same area we all live on the same land we all cultivate we all it's it's more of a community thing because i think that's one of the things we don't have as african or americans black people is a community where we all can thrive together um everyone's so gung-ho on like their own my space mine 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 so it's so hard to us for us to have that community aspect so i think sometimes when people think poly they think okay that's an outlet for me to get some of the help that i need you know maybe like i financially on my own cannot make it 
So it would be nice to have someone else to help me out on the financial aspect. So I always think of Polly as like that financial help when it comes to the black people who do it. Um, I never see it as perhaps like the African people. I mean, maybe that's their thought process of doing it too, but it seems to just be financial. Am I wrong? Not just financial. I don't think it's just financial because you're also, uh, you know, there's a man, a male figure showing up in the kids' lives, whether they're his kids or not. The children get to see a real man, you know, doing real duties, showing as a real, you know, showing up as a real masculine black male figure that the children can look up to, as opposed to. All of these households, the single mothers, who don't have any good examples for these children. And then you raise your knuckleheads because they're not looking up to good people. Mm -hmm. See, but then that to me is a problem on, it's not, that's just a problem with like the, the male, you know what I mean? Like it shouldn't be that another man should have to take care of another man's, you feel me? So unfortunately we know that that's the dynamic, but I don't feel like we should be like, oh, okay, because the male of the children cannot do it, I'm going to go ahead and have to find someone else. Like, I feel like maybe can we cultivate that relationship first, you know, if that makes sense. And so I think that emotional aspect of where folks are really willing to just move on so quickly, move on, and even myself, like, and not try to mend, fix things because it's it's going to, it's not, I don't really think the grass is greener on the other side. I just, I just don't. But, again, that's my perspective. And I agree with the fact that if you're going to have multiple partners, you need to be able to take care of the first one. And that's on you. That's not just like financial. That's like emotionally, personally, everything. So if you are having difficulty or can't figure out your first relationship, what's there to cultivate in second? I mean, I guess it's a fair question, but I, I mean, people are young, people make mistakes, people don't know how to choose, people grow, you know what I mean? Oh, no, you can move, you can move along. You can move, you can, I don't think stick together forever. What I'm saying is, if you are married, and then you're thinking about a second wife, like the marriage is rocky, you shouldn't be thinking about a second wife. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see what you're saying now, okay. Yeah, I think a lot of people in our, we have like, um, I, one of the callers was talking previous about cancel culture. And I really think that goes even back to relationships. Like we're quick to cancel things that don't work, but really we, I don't feel like we take the time to look at, you know, why things didn't work. Why did we end up in the situation? Um, I think it's easy to just move on to the next, you know, that's really easy, but really to look into what happened and really like analyze what went wrong, what factors did I play into this? Because I feel like a lot of people, when you leave a relationship and you go into another one, if you haven't done the physical, mental, um, work on yourself, you're just that same person in a new relationship. Um, those things will still come up, you know? Some people are okay with some of the issues you may have because they're they may physically like you or whatever, but at the end of the day, um I seen someone who posts something 
about like you you're dating you realize you're basically dating and you realize why the person's single in the first place like why they are single <laughs> after you start dating them like, oh that's why you're single um things like that you know it comes up later like oh well that's why you haven't found anyone like if you say you're a catch and you haven't found anyone are you really a catch <laughs> like are you really a catch because catches are taken you know and so they're in relationships so that's always a question or side eye to me when I see someone say, I'm single, I'm this, that, and this, and that. I make this, and this, and this. Well, why aren't you taken? Why aren't, why haven't you realized that two is better than one? Why, what are you waiting for? Does someone explain to me what they mean by cancel, uh, cancel culture? Because who really has the power to cancel somebody? And what does that term really mean? I'm just asking a question. Uh, cancel culture is basically uh, to give a fair, uh, I, I guess, the cancel culture is like how people treated Lil Wayne when he uh, voiced his support for Trump. Mm. I'm done with Wayne. I mean, everybody just came to this unanimous decision that they're done with Lil Wayne because he t- uh, supported Trump. Or um, uh, Malik Yoba in, in the tranny thing. Uh, uh, it, it, cancel culture is, is, is one of the things where uh, people are... are I, I, I kind of see it as people who, they just, they don't really want to hear the person. Or they don't want to hear them out. They don't care. They have no more interest in what this person says or what they're about because it doesn't fit the overall mission that we think we're on <laughs> as a group. But you have to have power to cancel something. So uh, yeah, that, that's the that's the point. <laughs> Oh, that's why I, right, I, I, you know what I mean? You got to, because, I mean, if you cancel something, I mean, it sounds like that, that's, a, that's just like a new term for um, ostracizing somebody out. But you have to have group power to do that. When white folks cancel <laughs> Donald Trump, they're literally canceling him. They have the power to move him out. Like, he now has to hear his own words. He has to eat his own words. You're fired in January. You know what I mean? That's devastating. Poor man, that's devastating to that dude. To hear his own words be echoed millions of times across the United <laughs> States and overseas. You have to have power to cancel somebody. We don't have power to cancel somebody. Let little Wayne come out with a new CD tomorrow. Everybody going to be bumping it. Uh, yeah, uh, because uh, the level of hypocrisy when it comes to cancel culture. Cancel culture has its limitations. Uh, so, I mean, you know, people... Uh, I think um, uh, issue amongst black people in general is mainly we not we're not used to hearing anything different from the narratives that we have collectively agreed with in our upbringing. But if the if what we've agreed to was correct, if the principles of all the principles that 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 we've come up with, uh, the core principles that we've come up with that we tend to agree to, if they're right then why are we still in this position that we're in? So it's one of the things where, for me, I know um, cancel culture for me is I like to hear people out and hear their perspective and why they say and do things they do. I don't have to agree with them, and I don't have to cancel because 
it is what it is. It's like, okay, well, it, I mean, it's just their opinion. It does, their opinion doesn't control me that much. But as a group, uh, we tend to do that a lot. We like to cancel people just because it doesn't fit the narrative that we're accustomed to hearing. So we definitely, so so is it fair to say that we're really not counseling them? We're just, we've just um, kind of just ignored them and pushed them to the side? Because again, like when I think of the term canceled, I'm thinking you have the power to remove this person where they're not able to make money, they're not able, their their personal character is destroyed. Like you have to have power, because I heard, I've heard that over this year, so cancel, 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 oh, you're getting canceled. But then you turn around and you're still agreeing to, you're still involved in what that person, like that person has not rolled over and died. Well, they're they, still living, they're still making money. Well, so we like, what do you think? I mean, you look at that. I can give you a perfect example of somebody who did get affected by cancer culture. Michelle That's what I was just about to say. <laughs> yep. Chrisette Michelle, when she performed the inauguration, mm-hmm. A couple of months later, she got on Breakfast Club and said that she lost a ton of money mm-hmm. because of that backlash that she got from performing at the uh, uh, at the inauguration. Mm-hmm. Cancel culture is actually a real thing. Mm-hmm. Where no, we but don't that was have, white people who canceled her. That wasn't yeah, black I mean, people. Let me define it like this. I think we're. I think we're kind of. Let me redefine it like this. The way I kind of see both sides. Think of it like this. Council culture is the new age boycotting. It's digital boycotting. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. But again, black folks don't have the, they, they, we don't exercise the correct power in council slash boycotting. Because again, like, let something happen and we're right back on that thing. No. How come we can cancel individuals who really don't really matter, but you can't cancel things that really matter? Well, that mattered to the people who stopped buying her music, and they like that. Ma- that mattered to the people who stopped buying her music. R. Kelly was canceled. I mean, you know, if we think about if we just think about, no one wants to listen to him no more. You know, you can get canceled. That's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's people who still listen, but, but I'm saying on that. He didn't get canceled. He just got thrown away to jail. Because we always knew that he was a pedophile. We knew that when Body was calling and Summer Bunny. We knew he was playing with little girls. We always knew he was playing with little girls. Now, again, I'm speaking because I'm 40, so I remember all those songs back in the day, and I remember yeah. the first allegations. He wasn't we know. canceled. We know. You know what I'm saying? Hold so, like, we pick and choose who we want to boycott? You know what it is? Hold on, hold on. Hold on. But what you did? What Respect it. hold on. This is what I was trying to say. Right. You're right. But you have to look at it again from the eyes of boycotting. Sometimes boycotting isn't finite or isn't infinite. It's finite sometimes. So, for example, we do have the power to boycott and stop growth. That's why I look at it. So we can say, you know what? I don't like H&M because they had this monkey shit. Mm-hmm. Boom. They lose millions. Or the NFL. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, you know, any of that kind of stuff. Then their numbers start hitting, like the NFL. Then they go, okay, fine. We, these black people are really affecting our body online. Let's apologize through advertising BLM, bro, all over the place. Every commercial is black, black, blackity, black. 
And now we feel better. Family on there. And then we stopped boycotting. However, we were able to affect something. And I think, I think that's what we should have continued watching. That's, that's a different conversation. But the point is, it, it was successful. Whether or not, then at that point, we have, it's on our burden and our power to say, I'm not maybe, fucking maybe, this for, or not. Maybe, maybe we I'm a, you, maybe, you don't say fuck it for life. Maybe, maybe I'm a bit of an extremist, but I don't really see, I don't really see the ads or any of the things that happened thus far as successful because of the things mm-hmm. that are still going on. I don't mm-hmm. see it as a, as a success at all. If, if anything, I believe it's uh, manipulation of the media. And I think it's manipulation of those companies. Anytime that you go and you get uh, Colin Kaepernick and you give him all this money, you get Colin, Ka- Ka- Colin Kaepernick did the, uh, he did the um, um, NDA with, uh, uh, with the, uh, with the courts. And nobody knows what the agreement was. Nobody knows what the money was. And everybody sided with him. And only the only time you really hear him being boisterous, really, is when it comes to him not being signed to a team ever since he signed that NBA. Now, when I see all the things that's gone on uh, as far as, like, Nike and Adidas and all of them, um, they did that because if you pay attention to stocks, their stocks went up after they did that because the thing is they know – that we don't invest in shit. We buy things. We don't invest. So it keeps the economy going because they know black people are going to buy things. They're not going to invest in anything. So if we just say that we're with them, then okay, that's going to give them a reason to wear Adidas, to wear Nike, to watch the NFL games because these guys are the consumers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not necessarily a win when you still see, you go into these cities and you still see that people get killed by police, you still see all the things that we're complaining about, it's still happening. And yeah, they know about it, but they still haven't gave a concrete response, which is why Biden had so many troubles going into the election day with black people and people saying, that, hey, I don't want to vote for you because of the things he's done in the past, one, and two... On top of that, on top of that, if they have not put anything down concrete to say, what are you going to do to fix things for black people? Everything that they have is for POC, for people of color. Until we become specific about our agenda, we'll never get progress. Until we become uh, knowledgeable and understand that, hey, these things that they're doing there's a, uh, if everybody gets the opportunity at some point, go on YouTube and watch this uh, clip of a 1954 video called The Art of Selling to the Negro. They I have tactics yeah. that make them, they have tactics that they have that they do to appease you, to keep you buying. And every single time we take the bait. Mm-hmm. So is this schizophrenic thinking in the black community because we start off strong, but then we die all week, like almost like a crack hole, like, okay, I'm going to stop smoking crack, but until the drug dealer come around kind of thing? There's so many, there's so many elements to it that it's, it's not as easy as people think. When you go into the CIA and you go into the FBI and you go and you learn about Contra and you learn about Cointel Pro, 
you learn about what they were doing with the Black Panther Party and how they constructed the Black Panther Party. And then you start tapping into the 94 Crime Bill and all those other things that they started doing. There's so much manipulation that happened in the streets. Street culture is not a black thing. It was created by the government. It's very real. It's very real. And so when people, when, until you know all the factors and how they play, it's easy to point the finger at black people and say what we could do. Black on black crime, this, that, and the third. And, uh, we would just do this. And it's like, oh, you start looking into the paperwork. And you start listening to the school system. And you start looking at certain things. You're like, well, wait a minute. Why didn't they tell me? Why did why they leave this part out? Mm-hmm. There's so much manipulation that we're in a, uh, we, we, we live, I, I assume everybody is around in their late 20s to early 30s, 40s, somewhere on this call. Everybody, um, we've uh, lived through post-Jim Crow where we're in the prison industrial complex. There's a book uh, by uh, Michelle Alexander called The, uh, uh, the New Jim Crow. Good mm-hmm. book. Pick it up. <laughs> it's a good book. It explains exactly where we are. Yeah. It's, we mm-hmm. And if you can't pick up the book, you can hear it on YouTube in the audio book. <laughs> yeah, they got it on YouTube as an audio book. Mm-hmm. There's oh, so many levels to this thing. Claude Anderson, Powernomics, it explains it. So many levels yeah, to this thing that. of manipulation amongst the people that you we it is so easy to look on the surface and say okay well we made this progress when we really haven't moved much of anything since the city. Mm-hmm. No, we have not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Very good point. So what? So what? Let me ask this to the group. I mean, I know it's getting late, but. What do you feel we can do? Learn from them. <laughs> exactly how they did it. Oh, they're just. Uh, in a nutshell, do what they did. You have to, in order to build something, you yep. have to destroy it. Mm-hmm. Learn exactly how they did the destruction. destruction. We haven't been there yet. I, I mean, maybe I'm crazy. But I think they gave us the playbook, and they're keeping us away from their playbook, which is the Constitution. The first thing that they did in the Constitution is in the number one right that they gave you was the freedom of speech. Amongst each other, we have to feel free to speak to each other. You have to be able to be open to speak and say whatever you want without conviction. The second thing they told you was what? (laughs) Arm up. Yep. Uh-huh. It's sitting there right in the Bill of Rights of one, two, three, four, and they tell you every single reason why they did this and why they did that. And this is why we did this. If we followed that playbook, because we, at this point, are disenfranchising ourselves. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, let's play your game. I'm going to be free to talk. I'm going to arm myself from a tyrannical government. I'm going to do this, 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 this. I'm going to do exactly what you said. The moment we start doing exactly what their what their playbook is, then they'll take us serious. Until well, then, actually, we keep yeah, the right. 
actually the Constitution was ruled. That the actual the Constitution is a double-edged sword because when you go really read through the Constitution, it's worded. It, they they play words. They do word trickery. We the people is for white people. Yeah, we're not, other people is for everybody else. So you really got to know exactly how to play that book. That's why I said, I mean, right, that's what I said at the end. That's what I said when I said at the end. It's saying that's when we'll see the change is when we start playing right, the, the game that they're playing. Right. Because I know I mean, that it says that we're three-fifths human. It's just the fact right. that we're not enfranchising ourselves to even... It, so in the 13th through 15th Amendment, we're supposed to equal the plan for supposed to. Equal the playing field. The nineteenth, the twenty-third through twenty-fifth, all those amendments were supposed to equal the playing field. So until we start, okay, looking at what the playing field actually is, it's like we've been on a monopoly board, but we just won't roll the dice. Roll them, try to buy some property, and go. It's, 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 we, we can't just keep sitting on go and then saying, okay, I want you to help me. I want you to help me. Fine, you've always shown that you're not going to tell me how to play this game. So I'm just going to do it the way. Oh, fine. I'm going to say what I want to say. I'm going to arm up. I'm going to do exactly what you're doing. Right, regardless of the trickery. Because we built this country so they can act like these three sixes as a human all they want to. We built this country and the Constitution, that applies to us as well. Why not? But I said, this is where I I feel like there's a lot of. No, I was just going to say, I think we're probably going to say the same thing, is that you're right in the edge of that's what we need to do, meaning that's what we should be doing. Now, the Constitution, however, the law doesn't apply to us because we're three-fifths now. We're not, we're not we the people. So they're telling us the blueprints, but we have to understand the law isn't there to protect said blueprints. Mm-hmm. So... That's why I was getting back to, you have to destroy, I mean, you have to destroy the whole damn thing, the system, because right. well, for you to do their blueprints, but it's not going to save you, destroy it all, mm-hmm. create a new one. That's what we do. We're still talking about their system. Have we once said what we should do in our own system? It does not work yeah, for us. Think- it, it, it doesn't, maybe the Constitution doesn't work for us because a lot of things isn't really out there in the blueprint. Like, you know, even if you they say, you know, okay, freedom of change. But really, no. There's still a lot more than just the Constitution. Like, like what they just did with the voting person. And even mm-hmm. when people voted, and it actually doesn't even fucking matter. The popular vote so did not matter. So this is the... So this is where it's going to get the... This is where... This is the bottom line the way I see it. So it's not about America, it's about the world. America, a long time ago, years and years ago, entered treaties with people, what we call the Moors and other people that we want to say, right? Our last legal game, our last legal game. 
we have to become a nation, identify ourselves as a nation, who we were, black, color people is not a nation, African American is not a nation, not a destination. So once we identify that and then we inherit what the treaty said that we have and on here, then we'll have to fight for that on the international stage with an army and a militia because, you know, if they said, fuck off, what are you going to do? Keep crying. Um, no one's going to back you up. You got to back yourself up. Then once you make that outcry to the international community, the world has to eyeballs on it. Then that's when you have to war and destroy and who are the victor then writes the next stage of the, of the planet. Until that happens, we can keep having these dialogues every time. Hmm. <laughs> so, again, the question is, what do you think we should do? That. Okay. So, what are you going to do? Let's just, let's make it specific. What is each person on the call going to do with everything that's going on? Like, what are some of the things you're doing to empower yourself or get prepared for what's to come? So, for me, as Jim has said, you know, even though it doesn't apply to me, but it's a real book. First Amendment, I have my right to speech. You guys know my page, Black Section Group, speaking my right. And I do another thing, like we're doing now. Two, bear arms, I have guns, weapons, and all that stuff. Um, now, I need to form a nation. African American is not a nation. Black isn't a nation. Whatever you want to call us, is a nation of Black American. That by Tariq, I think we're the closest, but it's technically not a nation just yet. But he's identifying all. He's what Tariq's going to do next is create a nation because he's doing the blueprint to what what you call a nation should. So a nation states like in its fundamentals, you have to have a lineage. You have to have a group of people. You have to define it, stuff like that. And then you and you have to have a flag. Check on the boxes. So oh. he's going to get there. Just like how you know, the Moors, for example, as a nation. So we have to find and subscribe to what we believe is our nation. Mm-hmm. And then we have to go back to the treaty of what's been documented in America that says, and the other laws, past laws, that don't show. So that's just what, to the, what the one um, a lady was saying, was that there's, the game is big. They have laws that we don't even know exist. Treaties that go back pre-America, pre-all this stuff, um, that says between this people and this people, this is their land, and so forth, so forth, so forth. That's why they then changed us to black and white and so forth to connect the lineages and took our lineage away so we wouldn't reclaim the land through those said treaties. Mm. You don't know who you are. You have to figure out who you are. It's not just Africa. It's not just Africa. It's not just African. No, you got to get deep. You got to get back to the law. What are you legally? That then you can make a case for being free after that and doing what you need to do to form a legal militia to defend oneself as a nation and so forth and demand land and then start demanding the legal entities give you what was uh, owed to you in those said treaties. Then that's when they're going to say no and then lead to what I was describing, the super war and issues and stuff like that. They're not just going to give it to you. But that's how you fight for what is owed to you. No other way. You have to be recognized as a people. We're not a people. We're not a person according to the law, according to the law. To God, yes. 
to the law? No. Why do you think the courts never go in our favor? Because you're not a person. You don't have those, technically, you don't have those rights, black person. You're black. That's not a nation. You don't have no rights in America. Stop thinking. Hmm. Well, I'm somebody. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Oh, okay. Okay, so I, um, all I can really do is work on me and try to protect my family as much as possible and, you know, get into groups where I'm, I'm trying to get into, like, building a group that we can fight against this drug-long vaccine that's coming because I am not in agreement with that. I also want to learn how to shoot because I don't know how to shoot at all. And I think that's very important. I think every woman needs to know how to shoot and protect herself, learn how to fight, and be ready because when the stuff goes down, regardless of whether you have protection or not from anyone else, we're gonna, we need to be able to protect ourselves because mm-hmm. it's coming. It's coming, it's coming. Mm-hmm. It's coming also, soon. It's coming soon. getting financially stable because we're going to need money as well to fight this. This is a good beast we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where I'm starting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Hmm. Well, I think doing these calls is good. You know, we increase the volume of people. Um, we have awareness, and I think the biggest thing is just the action part. Um, I had some people say that they're going to move to red states, um, which I think is a good idea too. And I think time is really of the essence, um, because a lot of people and I, like I say, I have feelings. So I feel in the next 30 days, 60 days is when we're really going to see the drastic change. I mean, they're already, it might even be sooner. They're already going to start. I I heard, heard something in Texas where they're going to, um, knock on, knock on people's door and be able to like request you to I don't know if they said give blood or they're gonna just start coming to your house um and um and you know even Washington you guys are already in a shutdown so you know it's just it's rapid it's rapid like there's really no the time is now but um, I also think, you know, take care of your mental health, you know, um, try not to worry yourself too much because at the end of the day, what's going to be is going to be. And so I'm really a big proponent. I'm like, I'm not going to worry myself into craziness. I'm still going to live fruitful, um, take care of your health, your body, and then eat less, you know, just prepare yourself for scarcity. So like, three meals a day, breakfast, that, that's too much food. You know, prepare your body, your children's body to not overeat because there's going to be a scarcity of food. So just, you know, eat light. Um, you know, prepare yourself to like scale back from things that you would normally indulge in just so you can prepare your body. I feel like your body is going to be your temple 
and all the extra waste and eating and all that stuff is going to make it, it's going to slow you down for what's to come. Mm-hmm. Yep. So try to do plant-based if you can do plant-based because at the end of the day, also know what you can eat. So prepare yourself to know how to fish, to know how to clean water, to know how to know the difference from left, right, you know, prepare yourself for the outdoors to know that you could take care of yourself outdoor. I was in Costco today and this is the first time I've ever seen them selling these like emergency kits, which is like food that lasts for five years and it had like five different meals. So it's like, you know, it's coming. I've never seen that in like next to the cereal aisle across is like emergency meals. (laughs) Like you might not have food, so you might want to buy one. I was like, oh wow, I usually see that at like hardware stores, not at like in the middle of the cereal aisle. So I was like, oh wow, this is interesting. So yeah, we know what's to come. I'll send you guys a picture of that. But I'm I'm not scared. So for me, I have no fear. No fear. That's a good point. Make sure, please, if you have money, please, we have to spend money when we need to spend money, especially for your life. Get yourself a weapon. Get yourself a blue-free vest and mini. I would see myself. Keep yourself a survival backpack kit. I have a bag myself. And then start stocking up on um, canned goods and stuff like that that will last years. Please do that. Mm-hmm. You don't not. You, just do that. Just do it. Yeah. Could you send a list of how old the items you put in your bag? Maybe post them in the um, group chat? Yeah, that's what I'll do. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll actually have a, a black on website that actually does survival kits. So I'll send that to you in this group chat. Thanks. Oh, and get the gas mask, which they have, which they have too. So they got it all. This is black survival kits and black survival. Just, yeah, just do that. Mm-hmm. And don't be scared. Don't have fear. Because that's what they, right that's back. what they smell on. No, there's no reason to be That's fearful. It. We are the chosen people. So whatever is going to be, is going to be in our favor. Right. So I feel like there's no reason to be scared. You know, it's just, it's preparing for, I'm actually kind of, I wouldn't say happy, but I'm happy that I'm not sleepwalking in this life. <laughs> you know, I would be so, to not know what's to come and not be prepared and to just wake up one day and be like, oh my God, where was I? I'm so happy that we're awoke right. and that we are on the same page and that we have people that we can talk to in this call or just anyone that we're on the same page. So that feeling is good. I would be more fearful for the people who think that they're in and then they're not going to be prepared for what's to come. So, you know, prepare for that too, because sometimes it's going to be your family members who are not going to be ready for what's to come and you might have to see them hate to say perish under this if they're not prepared you know you can't prepare anyone else but yourself so i do believe not everyone's gonna make it um whatever whatever your religious beef not everyone's gonna make it so you just want to prepare yourself so it's not a sad day at all it's more of a rejoiceful day that we know what's coming and we're prepared and we're preparing ourselves so yeah very true Mm -hmm. very very true yeah. Yeah. Um, chat, I appreciate it. 
Yeah, definitely. Well, I thank everyone for tuning in. We do do it every Tuesday. It's called Healing Through Talks on Instagram. And uh, we typically come up with like a different topic. And we love to have people type uh, chime in. And usually we get like anywhere from like 50 to 80 viewers um, who listen to the recording after I post it on Anchor. So we are reaching people, which is really good. So... Yeah. How many people are on the line tonight? Uh, let's see. I didn't count. I think we have seven right now. But that's okay. right now. So we throughout were at the night. Fifteen earlier. Yeah. Mhm. Okay. Yeah. All righty. Well. It's like, a, it's like a beginning of a podcast. Mhm. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate it. No problem. Wow. See you next week, y'all. Have a good All night. Good people. All right, y'all take care. Speak to y'all next week. Okay, alrighty. Bye-bye. Hope and blessings and prosperity. Talk to you next time. All right. Bye. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.